0: When you're doing a Kegel exercise, you are clenching the same muscles that are being clenched during orgasm. So if you remember back to your last orgasm, you know, today, yesterday, or whatever, if you remember having like a, a, almost like a pulse feeling Mm -hmm. of something being clenched and pulled up, that's your pelvic floor muscle. So when you're doing a Kegel exercise, that same muscle is being engaged. Welcome to Honey Do Me,
1: a podcast that goes into the bedroom and beyond, hosted by Emma Norman and Cass
2: Anderson. Here at Honey Do Me, we don't have all the answers, so we chat with experts, educators, and badass changemakers to get them.
1: We are here to remind our listeners and ourselves that what we're going through is normal, that we are worthy of love and pleasure,
2: and that we are all in this together. So tell us, honey, how do you do you?
0: Four, three, two, one. Cause no one can do it like we do it, like we do it, like we do it. Cause no one can
2: do it like we do it, like we do it, like we do it. Cause no one can
1: do it like we do it, like we do it, like we do it. Self-centered, though. Am I just gonna say it?
2: We've established many a time that we are a little bit self-centered, but I think, you know. In one of our first episodes, we talked about if you're not full of yourself, what the fuck are you full of? So go ahead and have a moment.
1: Well, okay. So I was having a little bit of a depressy day and mm-hmm. I was like, I just don't really have a lot going on. Mm-hmm. And then I thought about the fact that we have like amazing like listeners and I was like, there's literally thousands of people that like me. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I thought of and that that's what made me feel better.
2: <laughs> that's beautiful. I was
1: like, there's thousands of people. <laughs> that really like me that fall in love with me
0: every week
1: so just letting you guys know um you're what got me through (laughs) what is the fans what is that tiktok what got you through at your lowest point but then people are like a spoonful of peanut butter did you ever have that as snacks a spoonful of peanut
2: butter yeah um i we know this i'm really sensitive to textures so i don't like the dryness my mouth it gets really overwhelmed (laughs) it's just too much you know what i mean and then Mm -hmm. i get a fear of Oh, I'm not going to be able to breathe. Right. Um, what so if Copper
1: feels the same way? Do you give him peanut butter? No. Oh, Copper's okay. my dog.
2: <laughs> Copper's my fiance. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no,
2: Copper is my dog, um, and he does not eat peanut butter. No. Oh. All right. He likes cheese. He likes string cheese. Um, and he likes meats. meats. More of a charcut charcuterie
1: boy. boy. <laughs> yeah. He
2: likes nice like he he nice likes a cheese board.
0: <laughs> he likes a cheese board.
2: Uh, yeah. Okay. But he doesn't like veggies. I've tried. My other dog does like veggies. Gotcha. And you know who else likes veggies? Mary Ellen Reader. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know that to be true. But I, I assume. But based on her glowing skin, <laughs> yeah. my guess is a yes. If you didn't already guess, today on the podcast, we have Mary Ellen Reader mm-hmm. here to talk about pelvic floor health mm-hmm. and kegels. Yes, that is how you pronounce it. We'll don't get into that in the episode. Don't come at me. Yes. Don't at me,
1: bro. Bruh. Bruh, I do feel weird saying kegel. I feel I like know. I'm choking on the word, but.
2: But here's the thing I've been saying kegel a lot on accident every single time my partner calls me out now. Really? He's like, isn't it kegel? No. Because he heard it's us not. in the interview. <laughs> prick. That's really
1: rude. You prick. Also, he should have waited till the episode came out to yeah. like know for sure.
2: Right? <laughs> Quiz me then, motherfucker. Bitch. I still have a few weeks to prepare at that point. <laughs> but yeah. um... This is such an informative episode, but as always, super fun, mm-hmm. ties very into sex and pleasure, which yeah. is not really something that I expected. No,
1: me either. I am happy that I have an understanding about what the fuck a pelvic floor is yes. now, but how much that health does help your orgasms yes, and your sex, and you you need it. This is what makes it strong and so... Powerful. And
2: that's why we're here. Yeah. That's why that's we're why here. We're we here. want to learn how to have amazing
1: sex. And so. things that we wouldn't have thought of that help us have sex. Like I'm so glad that we were able to touch on it. Absolutely. In
2: addition, Mary Ellen is the co-director of a company called Yarlap. And Yarlap is a Kegel exercise device.
1: Mm-hmm. Which who the fuck knew there was one?
2: Who knew? Who knew? So we get all into this in the episode, and then we're actually
1: we're able to try it. Mm-hmm. We were very fortunate enough to try it and we're going to talk about that experience and also offer a discount code if it's something that interests you and you feel like you could really benefit from it.
2: Yeah, so stick around to the end of the episode to hear all of that.
1: All of our reviews. (laughs) All of our reviews. (laughs) All of my reviews. I had to add that in. (laughs) Last word. Have to have it. That's mine. Anyway, so I guess we'll
0: see you on the fucking other side. Yep. Yep.
2: The fucking other side. (laughs)
0: So my name is Mary Ellen Reeder, and I am the co-founder of Yarlap, which is a pelvic floor muscle electrostimulation device that treats female urinary incontinence. So basically, it's just a very fancy way of saying created a device that helps do Kegel exercises for you. Wow.
1: That's so cool. That is so cool. And so is it pronounced Kegel?
0: Yeah, so it's based off of the doctor who did all of the, you know, exercising research, Dr. Kegel, and I actually got called out on it. The only reason I have ever said it like that, because I used to say Kegel. Mm -hmm. And I went to this sex conference back in 2016. And I was talking to this woman who discovered the G-spot. She was one of the women who discovered the G-spot, Dr. Beverly Whipple. And I was telling her all about the Yarlap. And I said, uh, oh yeah and it does the kegels for you and she pulled me aside and she said if you're going to do this you might want to pronounce it correctly and say kegel <laughs> oh, and I was like fucks. this is the most embarrassing thing that has ever happened to me besides like in kindergarten when I threw up and caught it in my hand <laughs> oh, oh god, god. And at least she caught it yeah. <laughs> yeah like they're forever ingrained in my brain Um, for that's how you say it and I think I'm like one of the only people who says it that way but yeah. I can't just because of like being so embarrassed by being called out by like the number one person in the world who knows about it is, is forever stuck with me.
1: Yeah. Well, was, there you go. Kegel
0: it is. Kegel it is. I like gonna... Yes.
2: <laughs> On that note, I would love to back it up a little bit before we get into kegels and talk about the pelvic floor, because I feel like that word is thrown around a lot and I know nothing. I know I should be doing kegels and that's kind of it. Um, so if we could start off with that, that would be wonderful.
0: Yeah. So I was like you, I had, I had no idea what those muscles were. I would see them like every, every so often when it would be like, do this exercise to be fire in the bedroom. And I'd be like, click, uh, <laughs> for that clickbait. and would read it and it would say something about the pelvic floor muscles. I skim past it because whatever not into anatomy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and turns out that those muscles are actually incredibly important to your well-being regardless of what you are every human has a pelvic floor muscle so um, for women it's extremely important because we go through things like pregnancy and and um, delivery and so that causes a lot of pressure within those muscle groups and they weaken um, and so that's why we're constantly told to do those exercises but your pelvic floor muscles, If you're a visual learner, like I am, you can kind of think of it as a hammock. So they're strung together from around your pubic bone to the base of your spine to hold everything together, your bladder, your uterus, your visceral organs, and they hold it into place. It's kind of the foundation for it all. And those muscles can atrophy, they can weaken over time through a variety of different things. If you are active and you are a runner or you work out constantly and you're doing squats, for instance, that repetitive motion can cause pressure onto those pelvic floor muscles to weaken. So if you're not working to help strengthen them, you're giving them a lot of pressure to work with. And sometimes they get weak and they kind of sag. And when they sag, The um, bladder, the uterus, the visceral organs shift from their natural position and basically create a like a pyramid, I guess, where everything falls onto your poor bladder. And when you laugh, sneeze, cough, sometimes you pee yourself and your pelvic floor muscles can no longer hold it all into position and you pee yourself. So these muscles are really, really important to hold everything. And fun fact, I didn't know until I started doing your ER lab, is that your clitoris actually runs right along your pelvic floor muscles. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes. So that hammock is really, really important.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that really puts it all into perspective. It really <laughs> does. That is so much different than what I was picturing. Because when, when we say pelvic floor, I think of it as something, you know, horizontal through my body, like mm. at the bottom of my uterus by my vulva, something like around there. But I know everyone has a pelvic floor and not everyone has a uterus or a vulva. Mm-hmm. So I was very interested to know like where that, like what that encompasses. So it's everything around kind of your abdomen area.
0: Right. It's kind of, so it's basically everything that holds those muscles into place that wraps around your anus. It's included within your anus. So, um, that's why there's something called fecal incontinence, which is you poo uncontrollably like not uncontrollably, but like un- involuntarily. More than and you'd like to. More, th- more yeah. than so holds you expect it. Together, it holds your ure- urethra shut. Um, it's really, really important because it is basically the base that holds it all together down there.
1: Oh, that sounds very important. I don't want to poo myself.
2: <laughs> I've known a lot of dogs who would, you know, <laughs> like poop when they bark on accident. <laughs>
1: oh, my family's sad. always.
2: Taken in really old dogs. So I think that was why, but I feel like that's a good example. Maybe it was their pelvic floor muscles.
1: Perhaps, perhaps. So you said it also wraps towards the clitoris. So this, keeping this tight helps you sexually as well, right? So what are these benefits to keeping your pelvic floor tight sexually?
0: Yeah. So tight. So, And is that the right word?
1: Like, yeah, is tight. The right word. No,
0: that's like a really good thing. I'm glad that you like pointed it out because sometimes people have too tight of a pelvic floor and that falls into another area of pelvic floor dysfunction where sexual intercourse sex is actually extremely painful because your muscles are so tight that basically having anything penetrated hurts. And some people, you know, some people say it feels like they're being stabbed. Um, it's just this sheer blinding pain or pain or discomfort in general, because those muscles, those pelvic floor muscles are super, super tense, and they're really, really tight and they're unable to relax. And so it, the pelvic floor muscle is weird because it can be loose or it can be way too tight. It's kind of like Goldilocks on the three bears and you kind of have to just <laughs> find it just right. Um, and it's kind of finicky, uh, but all in all really, really important. And back to the clitoris though, it, your clitoris is an iceberg. Mm -hmm. About 20% of it is visible in that clitoral bulb. And then the rest of it is underneath and it can wrap around the inner part of your thigh. It can wrap around your anus. Um, it's extremely large. I recommend everybody who's listening to this to like, go and Google what your clitoris actually looks like, because it's not at all what you think. Mm-hmm. It is nothing <laughs> what you think it looks like. Um, kind of looks like a wishbone, mm-hmm. um, but large. And so that's why some that's why some people get uh, stimulated and reach orgasm when they do anal sex. And some people are just like, that is not my cup of tea at all. So it it's crazy. And your clitoris runs along your pelvic floor muscles.
2: So if your pelvic floor muscles are really loose... How would that impact your sexual function or your ability to like experience pleasure?
0: Right. So if you've had atrophy, sometimes there is a dull sensation because those muscles are really weak. That signal isn't really getting to the muscles that it needs to get to. And when you're doing a Kegel exercise, you are clenching the same muscles that are being clenched during orgasm. So if you remember back to your last orgasm, you know, today, yesterday, or whatever, and um, you remember having like a, a, almost like a pulse feeling mm-hmm. of something being clenched and pulled up, that's your pelvic floor muscle.
1: Ooh, okay.
0: And so when you're doing a Kegel exercise, that same muscle is being engaged. So when you are doing, when you're having an orgasm and you're having sex and you know how to do a Kegel properly, muscle memory kicks in. And your body goes, hold up, I know how to do this and I know how to do it correctly. I know how to do it really, really well, stronger, better, faster. And it kind of just takes over into muscle memory and you have this mind-blowing orgasm. You have a really great response to the orgasm because those pelvic floor muscles are healthy, respirated, healthy blood flow, know what they're doing and are positively being engaged.
2: Oh my God, that's such good motivation to, for mm-hmm. kegels. Because I feel like in my mind, I've always thought of kegels as this thing that I need to do for my future. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like mm-hmm. starting a savings, <laughs> investing, and doing my kegels. It's like, I know this, I feel like it doesn't affect me now, but I mm-hmm. know it will affect me in 20 years or whatever, right. what have you. But thinking about how it could literally affect me right now mm-hmm. Your is Your orgasm wild. tomorrow. Because yeah.
1: that's... That's the motivation I need. That's what you need. (laughs) And so if I could jump back really quick, you said that there's a possibility of it being too tight and causing a lot of pain. How do you fix that? How would you remedy that? Is that like, do you stretch it? Do you roll it out? (laughs) How do you, how would you help yourself if you feel like it's too tight?
0: So if you feel like your pelvic floor muscles are too tight, the best way is, and this is going to be such a privileged thing to say, is to go to your doctor Mm -hmm. um, and get that checked out because- they're the ones that have your medical history. So they're going to be able to do all the tests. Right. Um, And one of the tests, which is super uncomfortable, is called the Oxford test, which is to stick your finger into the vagina and see if you can clench it. Um, And that's actually also a way to see if you're doing the cable exercises properly, which is the beauty of the Yarlap, why we came up with it, because who has time to do that hundreds of times a day? Um, And who has the privacy to do that? Mm -hmm. Um, But if you do feel like, you know, you have this pain and it is tightened and you can go to your doctor um, instead of doing Kegel exercises which clench your muscles it's recommended that you do pelvic floor relaxation, the massage programs um, because that helps release the tension down there and again that's almost equally as difficult as actually doing a Kegel exercise properly Mm -hmm. because Kegel exercises are extremely hard to do on their own and in the same vein doing the pelvic floor relaxation, um, exercises are just as difficult to do because when you, and one of them, if you go to the national association for Continence, um, they recommend actually deep breathing exercises Mm. because when you inhale, if you want to do that with me, like if you want to inhale and we can have like an awkward silence, Mm -hmm. your body kind of goes, okay, fine. Exhale. Everything relaxes, including your pelvic floor muscles. And so oftentimes when, you know, you're starting off, they'll, they'll, they'll tell you to do those deep breathing exercises because they help um, almost second nat- almost second nature, um, relax those muscles that are already really, really tense. But if you have that tense muscle, you don't want to be doing cable exercises because that's just going to clench an already clenched muscle and that's not going to do anybody any good.
2: That's bringing up so many questions for me. First of all,
0: how do
2: your pelvic floor muscles become too tight? Like, is there something that you do lifestyle-wise that causes them to be that way? Can you be born with extra tight um, pelvic floor muscles? How does that work?
0: And It's almost easier to come up with like a list of <laughs> how you wouldn't <laughs> fall into pelvic floor dysfunction almost. Um, it's, it's kind of daunting. But when it can be psychological. Um, that's what, I'll, you know, sex therapy sex therapists, they go through that um, and kind of unravel and unpack that because sex is not just physical, but it's also mental as well. So when you do have this hypertoned hypertension, getting that to unpack is a psychological battle as well. And oftentimes it does come from that from trauma or something, but it can also come with a lot of times, um, athletes, especially gymnasts have a hypertoned muscle because they have been instructed and it has been drilled into them when they land you tense and you tighten and mm. you clench. When you Makes when you sense. land you're as clenched as you could possibly be. And so then your muscles basically learn and muscle memory mm. kicks in to be basically clenched all the time. And then you have these athletes that have pelvic floor issues, but they're they shouldn't be doing cable exercises. They should be doing pelvic floor muscle relaxation because they have these super tight muscles. Mm. Um you could, ha- you could be born with it, um, or it could be pelvic floor dysfunction. It feels like sometimes, as a woman, we're set up for disaster because so many things are kind of, like, thrown at us that cause these issues. Trauma, pregnancy, childbirth, hormones, menopause, um, being, being um, active, not being active enough, weighing too much, weighing too little um, – and you basically have to fall within a, a very small area to have, like, the perfect pelvic floor. Otherwise, you have to kind of work at it and maintain that tone, that perfect tone. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay.
1: Since 1996, Osea has been making seaweed-infused skincare that is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat mom to the everyday spa experience she deserves with clean, vegan skin and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code Doomi at oseamalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to O S E A malibu.com and use code DEWME for 10% off. Do you, I don't know if you're necessarily the right person to ask about this, but if you are someone with a penis, how does too tight of a pelvic floor affect you then? Because we were talking about that if like it's like a vulva, how it can really hurt with sex if it's going inside. Mm-hmm. But if you have a penis, do you know how that I would affect them? I don't know from them? like
0: personal experience of what that feels like, mm-hmm. but um, I know that for men, incontinence is, is very prevalent as well. It's not as prevalent as um, vulva havers, but- it is still prevalent because that tone is still really, really important. And for men to do a Kegel, because I don't know, I'm not the person to ask for about hypertoned muscles within penises, but if they're like, how do I do a Kegel? I have a penis. Here's a fun fun thing. When you are able to kind of see your penis and engage it to go up and down and just move, Mm -hmm. you're doing a Kegel exercise
2: oh that's silly looking that's really funny because sometimes my partner will do that as a joke Mm. like there's like a ghost and i hate it it's it's honestly so annoying when i'm trying to tell him something like important and i'm just trying to talk about life stuff and then i just see this thing in the corner of my eye it's It's
1: rude it's like jokes on you you're actually helping your health
2: yeah well now i know yeah now i don't have to be upset so that's good that's
1: hilarious
2: i'm wondering so You know, you've said that you can't diagnose. I'm wondering if we can talk about or maybe clarify, like, the symptoms of loose pelvis muscles or loose pelvic floor muscles versus too tight pelvic floor muscles just to kind of like, because I think the root of that question is like, how do you know if there is something wrong?
0: Right. So, again, not a licensed healthcare professional, can't diagnose you. But a lot of the times they kind of overlap. So pelvic floor, like incontinence, this is my area, Mm -hmm. um, is, you know, the involuntary leakage of urine and that can happen with too tight or too loose, too weak of a pelvic floor muscle. And if you pee, uh, and you don't mean to, when you laugh, sneeze, cough, or you have like a sudden need to go to the bathroom and you can't hold it, like it hits you. Um, and you, and you either are like, okay, I got 20 minutes, I got 15 minutes or I got to go and. Got to go right now. Um, those are all different types of incontinence, which come from pelvic floor dysfunction. Pelvic floor dysfunction is, is an umbrella term, and it can mean too tight or too weak of a pelvic floor muscle. Um, because, again, it's really hard to figure out if you need to do the cable exercises or if you need to do the muscle relaxation programs because every person is different. Everybody's body is different. Everybody's been through different things. Um, And so what I would suggest doing is, you know, if you are peeing and you don't mean to be peeing, um, definitely go see somebody. Mm -hmm. If you are having painful sex, sex should never be painful. Sex should never hurt you. Um, And by that, I mean, it should never be like a sheer, blinding, uncomfortable pain that you don't consent to. Mm -hmm. Um, Go see your doctor and get that checked out and talk about the pelvic floor muscle, because I think that there is a gap in conversation where uh, we don't talk about it. Cause one, we don't know it exists or two. We think we're the only ones in the world that have it when in reality, one in three women in the United States alone has some form of urinary incontinence. Wow. So you are not alone when you open up that conversation with the doctor. If you tell him, you know, I'm, I'm peeing myself or sex is really, really uncomfortable or I can't hold my pee or I always feel like I'm really, really clenched. And sometimes when I sit down, I'm still clenched. Go talk to a doctor. Mm-hmm. I know that that is a very privileged thing to say, to be able to go do that. But really, they are going to be the ones that are going to be able to offer you a specific plan for you and your health. Okay. And you don't want to self-diagnose. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I am very guilty of self-diagnosing. And then I end up going down like a rabbit hole of web MD, And then I end up with like some weird disease that you know, <laughs> hasn't happened since like the 1800s. And I'm like, I've got it. I I'm the one. Zero. I've got this. Don't do that. Don't, especially with your pelvic floor health, because it's, it's often very easily remedied um, once you do have a plan in place. One other thing Because I'm on my soapbox right now. There is no such thing as a loose vagina. Thank you. Uh, That was my next next question. question.
1: (laughs) This is why (laughs) we have a business together. Because we read each other's minds. We're the same.
0: Yep. Continue, please. (laughs) So um, that was like one of my things. Is during college, you know, people would would make jokes and be like, "Oh, they got a loose vagina. Mm -hmm. Um, Having too much sex causes your vagina to be loose." Blah blah blah. And then now, you know, there's, like, 29-year-old me who's standing on a box who's, like, you know, shouting. There is no such thing as a loose vagina. Throwing a hot dog down a hallway is the rudest thing that you could possibly say. Rudest fucking thing. (laughs) God damn. And and it's all integrated with the tone of your pelvic floor muscles. So, you know, lack of pelvic floor tone could mean that you sometimes – that you feel loose. Um, That's often the case and so that we have a lot of people who are postpartum who have had kids and they're like there is it just feels different down there and it's just weird and loose and I don't know what to do and I'm afraid I have a loose vagina and like I emailed them back so quickly like first of all you're great you're fantastic your body just went through something amazing but also there's no such thing as a loose vagina um so take that notion and like kick it out of the field. Like it's gone. Goodbye. No such thing. It's all about the tone of your pelvic floor muscles. So again, we're going back to the very beginning of make sure that you have the right tone. So if you feel loose or, um, you know, it just doesn't feel right down there. Uh, or, you know, you've had somebody make an, a very rude comment mm-hmm. and you've taken it to heart look into saying maybe if you need to have pelvic floor exercises because that tone of that muscle keeps everything in place Mm -hmm. and so once those muscles are toned everything else is Mm toned.
1: that's what i was going to ask so the pelvic floor um workouts (laughs) when you work that it's it's keeping everything tight that way it's not necessarily like strengthening your vaginal walls it's like keeping everything in its place
0: is right, basically right. what it's
1: doing. Okay. Because I yeah. also thought, and we'll get into exactly what a kegel is, was that you are literally strengthening your vaginal walls. Like that, that <laughs> superwoman down yeah. there. That's literally <laughs> what I thought I was doing it for. Mm-hmm. So it's good to know.
2: Well, yeah, because like weights. Have you heard of those? Like the vaginal weights?
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah.
2: I always, I was like, oh, so like
0: weightlifting.
2: weightlifting like, Same deal. For her.
0: When yeah. is this going to be in the Olympics? <laughs> right. I, I remember I first read about those. Um, in Fifty Shades of Grey, Ooh. and I was like, "What are these? Are these <laughs> mm-hmm. even, like, real?" And it turns out that there's like an entire <laughs> empire based just like on on those weights alone. Wow. But uh, it, your so your your vagina is the circular tube, mm-hmm. and it is encompassed and surrounded by your pelvic floor muscles and everything else around there. So once those muscles are again being worked out, they're toned, um, tightened everything else is kind of falling into place as well because the surrounding muscles that are holding it into place and in position are also toned and well-maintained as well.
1: Beautiful way to explain everything.
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> I I guess I have a clarifying question then because you've talked about not self-diagnosing and then I've also heard this message. I feel like since I was in high school, it's like everyone should be doing Kegels. Like everyone <laughs> should be doing Kegels. So is that not the case
0: or – no, not necessarily. That's a big myth. There's, okay. There are a lot of myths, I think, when it comes to wellness, mm-hmm. uh, especially vulvovaginal wellness. And that's one of them is that a cable exercise is a one-size-fits-all exercise. Everybody can benefit from it. It's the greatest thing that ever happened since sliced mm-hmm. bread. Um, and it is to an extent. But, again, if you are one of the women who has a t- like a hypertoned pelvic floor muscle, don't do, don't do a Kegel because that's not going to do anything for you. It might make things actually worse for you because you're clenching something that's already super clenched. Mm-hmm. So we don't want to, you know, overexert that and make it worse. Mm-hmm. And some people, again, when they read about it, they have absolutely no idea what they're doing. Um, well over 50% of women who try to do a Kegel exercise don't do them properly. Wow. They just do not do it properly. And it's because it's extremely hard to do. You have to hold and clench those muscles for like anywhere between three to five seconds, hold it, relax, and do that almost like in, in quick succession and you have to do hundreds a day um, to actually start getting the benefits. And if you are like me you just rolled your eyes and said that's way too much you can't
1: do it
0: I'll just poop myself and have yeah. pee problems
1: for the rest of my life
0: it is what it is, <laughs> it's what it is. It's a, it, and I think that that's where, where a lot of people are like they hear mm-hmm. that and they get overwhelmed and they're like well I guess it's just a natural part of aging goodbye yes uh, and I'm gonna age naturally sign me up
1: for na- <laughs> aging naturally
0: <laughs> and so and so I think that a lot of people when they hear kegel exercises they think okay I only have to do maybe 10 of them mm-hmm. right and uh, 10 of them a week and then that's it and I don't know if you guys have ever seen 30 rock but a few you know, there's like yeah. a scene where she's crawling on the floor and she's like what was even the point of doing my one push-up last year <laughs> and whenever somebody tells me you know um that they've done their kegel exercises but they only do you know three or five a day I'm like then like there is no point because you have to do way more than that to even reap a small amount of the benefits um, for, for having a toned pelvic floor muscle. And again, this is one of those things where I feel like women are kind of set up for disaster because,
1: mm-hmm.
0: because it's really hard to do them. And a big indicator to see if, you, if you're doing them correctly is, again, to stick your finger into your vagina and see if you can clench it who has time to do that or who has like the want to do that Um, that's
1: like carving out part of my day yeah that's private that's a private private time at least a part-time
0: and you would have to like lay down and you'd have to really think about it and like do the proper exercises all while like trying to figure looking at the timer on your phone praying for it to like end (laughs) no one is having a good time <laughs> mm-hmm. No one's having a good time from this, and so I and so for when women are like, okay, I need to do the Kegel exercises because I've read it, literally everywhere. Mm-hmm. They're all over the place. Um, it might not work for you because your the tone of your pelvic floor might not benefit from it. You might be doing it wrong, even if you're trying to do it your hardest, or you might be one of the lucky fifty percent or so, uh, give and take, who are actually doing them properly. Uh, and you're maintaining that tone and you're having a great time going through the aging process and you aren't having any of the problems that we just joked about. Mm-hmm. But um, I think more often than not, it's just extremely hard to do those exercises. Mm-hmm. Gosh,
1: that was so funny when you mentioned the 30 rock thing because I would, when I think of kegels, I'll be like, all right, quick 10, and then I'm good for the week. And <laughs> then I won't remember for like months. Mm-hmm. So I totally have done that where I'm like, ah. I did it. Yes. I did it last month. <laughs> I did excellent Kegel work <laughs> and we're signed that off for the rest of the year. <laughs> so it's hundred percent true. Oh,
0: yeah. I was like, I was in that club too. It was literally when I, so when I started doing YarLab, lab, um, my dad and I co-founded it and he, he, he asked me, you know, if I wanted to join, um, because I had done international women for women, I'd interned there. And I looked at him and I was like, I don't really think I want to do that because it's for like old women only. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't really want to talk about diapers. Uh, (laughs) and that's just, I don't really want to talk about pee all the time. Um, and he was like, okay, well that's not true on any Any account. (laughs) Mm -hmm, (laughs) And he was like, just, just do it. And I like fell into this rabbit hole, like this I don't think I've fallen into a rabbit hole that deep since, like, I tried to figure out the John Bonnet situation. (laughs) And I, like, I mean, it was, like, hours upon hours where I was, like, oh, my gosh, like, here's some new stuff about the pelvic floor that I didn't know. Oh, my gosh, here's another part. And I had no idea that, like, it related to, you know, your intestines and stuff. Like, I had no idea. And I also had no idea that your, you know, your uterus looked like a tiny little crown. Like I looked, I I had no idea about any of this stuff until I started doing stuff with Yarlap. And I realized most women don't actually know anything about their pelvic floor until after they've had a child. Mm -hmm. And once they start paying themselves after they've had the children um, and kind of after everything has kind of gone and they need treatment instead of maintenance. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so that's kind of how Yarlap was, was born, um, was me essentially falling into a rabbit hole. Uh, that was, that was very ugly, actually. (laughs) (laughs) It
1: was very ugly.
2: (laughs) Well, I'd love to know more about the device. So can you talk a little bit about how it solves all of this, these issues of having to Uh, stick your finger in yourself for hours?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, So the Yarlop is an FDA clear medical device. So we are registered with the FDA to treat female urinary incontinence. So when we were talking earlier about how to do it and making sure you're, you know, using your finger, um, sticking it up your vagina, seeing if you can clench it, and we all rolled our eyes and said, "No, I'd I'd rather just pee myself forever." Uh, <laughs> the YarLab ER does all of that for you. So you insert it like a tampon, and then you turn it on and you find a comfort level that's comfortable for you. So um, it feels like a, for me it feels like a firm handshake in the vagina. It <laughs> butterflies. Some people are just like, no, Mary Ellen, it feels like a muscle moving. (laughs) Uh, And so that's what it does is it works out your pelvic floor muscles uh, in quick, quick movement. So every, depending on the program, anywhere between, you know, three to eight seconds, it will work the muscle, hold it for a few seconds, release it. And it'll do that for 20 minutes a day. So for 20 minutes a day, three to five days a week, you're doing everything that you are supposed to do as you have been instructed to do so by, you know, your pelvic floor therapist, your sex therapist, your OBGYN, whomever, um, when they when they look at you and they're like, do your kegels. Mm-hmm. Um, the RLF just does everything for you. And there are also pelvic floor relaxation programs, which are, which makes the RLF extremely unique because, again, pelvic floor relaxation is just as important as clenching. Mm-hmm. And it's often overshadowed by the Kegel exercises. Um, but the YARLAB ER does offer pelvic floor relaxation programs that teach your body to relax um, and really bring in that blood flow. Let the muscles respirate and breathe. Uh, but the YARLAB ER just is essentially just does everything for you. You just sit there. Some people walk around with it. I am way too nervous to do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, basically, because I don't, I don't even trust myself to stand on my own two feet sometimes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you just sit there, and twenty minutes, you're done. Wow. Yeah, um, I was gonna
1: ask if you had to lay down. So how how big is it? It. Why would um, you so just the,
2: gesture like that? I would gesture like
1: feet. <laughs> I was like just literal like, have, feet. Because literally, when you described it, I was picturing like a wand, like. So I thought you could only lay down because it was one of those things you didn't you know, extend. <laughs>
0: <and> just... <Lightsaber. laughs>
1: Correct. That's what was in my head. So I would love, or is it like small enough that like a bullet? By yeah, writer. exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. So it's extremely small. It's about the size. It's a little bit thicker at the very top, but okay. it's essentially the size of a tube of lipstick. Oh, wow. Okay. Is
1: it a lot different? Is it
0: like battery powered? Is it plugged
2: in while it's in you?
0: <laughs> yeah, so it it does use a nine volt Plug battery wall. Okay. So it, comes, so it comes with a control unit that's attached to the PC stimulator, which is the part that actually goes inside of you. Okay. And um, it's battery operated. Uh, nothing plugs into the wall or anything like that. Um, and yeah, you insert it into the first two inches of your vagina, and then you turn it on, and you basically just let Yarlap do the rest.
1: That is amazing. What a what an invention, you know, to help so many people, I feel like. That's great. And is that – so if you're using your finger, um, is two inches about what you would do if you were doing a Kegel as well, if you were inserting your finger to feel it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah.
0: So a lot of times they'll do – it's called the Oxford test. What they'll do is they'll stick um, – your urologist or, you know, your OB will actually stick a finger inside your vagina to see if you can clench it. And, you know, ask if you can clench. Mm-hmm. And if you can, they'll be able to notice um, because you'll be able to grasp the finger. If not, they know right off the bat that that muscle has weakened. Okay. Yeah. So
2: for somebody that maybe isn't ready to invest in a device or saving up for it, what have you, is it possible to like start doing kegels on your own in any sort of effective way?
0: Oh, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Yes. So, um, if you want to do, if you've been told to do Kegel exercises, you know, you want to do them and you're like, I want to do them naturally. you know, I want to mm-hmm. do them by myself, self-initiated. What you can do is, well, you can Google it, but there's so many different ways of that like pop up that you're like, I don't really know which would be is actually accurate. The national, Con- the national foundation of continent is a great resource. They have things that are not only for Kegel exercises, but also for pelvic floor relaxation exercises as well. Um, But what you want to do is, for me, the easiest one is to pretend that you almost have a string attached from the top of your head, going up towards the top of your head from the base of your pelvic floor. So you have like a piece of string that goes from your pelvic floor all the way to the top of your head, kind of like a marionette doll. Mm -hmm. And what you want to do is you can kind of pull that string up, and as you pull that string up, clench those muscles as a clench up. Because when you're doing a Kegel exercise properly, it isn't just a clench; it's a clench pull-up feeling. It goes like this, Mm -hmm. and so you want to hold that. And once you do clench, you hold it for three to five seconds, whichever one you're able to do, and then you can release it for three to five seconds. Then do it again, and you want to repeat that for you know you can do reps of ten, reps of twenty. Um, I recommend doing them at whenever you're at a stoplight, if you're able to do so, and you're able to concentrate on that, that's a really great way to do it. Just do it throughout that red light. Um, if you're able to do that.
1: Okay. I was going to ask what the best position is to be in, if you're going to do kegels. So you can kind of do it in however.
0: Any way you want. Uh, I think that a lot of the places, you know, are recommending either laying down or sitting, I wouldn't recommend doing it, you know, while you're out jogging or when you're out running, Um, (laughs) you know, or you're taking your nightly walk or something like that. That's going to be a little too much, and I don't think you'll be able to engage those muscles properly. Mm -hmm. But if you can sit down or lay down, relax, and really focus on them uh, and just kind of pretend that you're pulling that string up, holding it for a few seconds, releasing it for a few seconds, um, and do that for a couple of minutes, I think that that would be – really, really great for everybody to do because I think keeping those muscles toned is extremely important. Mm -hmm.
2: Totally. I think that's a great visual. And for my own brain, where should you be feeling the kegel? Like, should you be feeling it in like your full abdomen? Because like, I feel like when I do it, like just, I just did one. I know I
1: saw you like pop up a
2: little bit. (laughs) I need to try it out. Uh I really just feel it like, in my vagina like i don't really feel it anywhere else is Mm -hmm. that
0: it feels like my vagina is sucking in okay yeah Yeah. that's great because a lot of people what they end up doing is they initiate their rear end so you initiate their butt or their lower abs or their thighs and if you're engaging any of those parts you are not engaging your pelvic floor muscles entirely i'm not saying that you're not engaging them but you're not engaging them to the full benefit okay because your abs your thighs and your butt are not your pelvic floor muscles. Those are all different, different sets. Mm -hmm. Um, And so what you're kind of looking again, and the best way I've been able to describe it, and this might be because, you know, sex, is when you've had an orgasm and you feel that intense pull, Mm -hmm. that's what you should be feeling. Okay. Okay. Um, That movement, that up tuck, that is that pulse, that rhythm is -hmm. kind of what you're looking for.
1: Okay, interesting. And so if I were to reference Cardi B, she says to do a, well, she says Kegel because that's what makes it rhyme. Kegel while it's inside. And I tried that for my best knowledge of what I thought a Kegel is. (laughs) One, pretty sure I sucked the condom right off the top (laughs) and it was really scary. (laughs) It was just like- Based on your story, you did suck the condom. You're not pretty like, sure you did. I did, and it was. But <laughs> the visual itself is so heinous. It was like it. Was, the, the condom was just like hanging out of me. <laughs> so there's your TMI, and now you know me a little bit better. Um, anyway, so is doing a Kegel during sex is that safe? Is that something that we could do to like enhance our sexual pleasure, or is that something we shouldn't be using it for?
0: No, absolutely. So, actually, there's something called pompoir, P O M P O I R, pompoir. And it is the ability to massage the penis or whatever else is inside of you um, using your pelvic floor muscles. And if you have control of those pelvic floor muscles, uh, you know, you're doing your exercises, or you are able to relax, and everything is toned and maintained down there, and you have absolute control. You're actually able to essentially give a massage by doing Kegel exercises or whatever on the penis, and it stimulates it in a very pleasurable way. It's its own separate area of like, um, sexual activities, like different sexual positions. I don't know if it's a sex position, but it's like, it is an activity. It's called pompoir. Wow. That's
2: incredible.
0: That is, cause it's actually a lot
1: harder than I thought it was going to be. So it was in one of our past episodes with Tayomi Morgan, she mentioned doing a Kegel or Kegel in cowgirl. And so I was like, oh, okay, I want to try that. And it was harder than I thought it was going to be. And so that's definitely where I think perfecting kegels on your own first mm-hmm. is is great because i was like ah, i've been doing this forever i'm sure i can do it but when there's something actually inside of you and you're trying to like do a kegel it was harder and it mm-hmm. felt like i was just like sucking in my stomach for the first half until i like had to hone in on what i was trying mm-hmm. to do and then it worked <laughs> and then it was fine but i just didn't know if that was appropriate
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, um yes pompoir p-o-m-p-o-i-r um is essentially doing exactly what you just described. It is massaging and, and using that um, as a technique.
1: Okay, That's so
0: cool. using Kegels as a technique.
2: So we we kind of mentioned weights, but I feel like I've heard of them in relation to Kegels. But do you need to be using any sort of weight when you're yeah, doing you Kegels? Yeah, even if you would like. Okay. There's
0: no shame in using any kind of tool to help better your vaginal wellness your pelvic floor wellness whatever it is down there um but you want to make sure that when you're actually using them again that you're using your pelvic floor muscles Mm -hmm. a lot of times when you're doing that you're using your rear end to hold them in because you're clenching the entire time you're like please please don't fall out like Mm -hmm. (laughs) like, i don't want to be if you're you know back to the uh 50 shades of gray you know you don't want to be in a hotel lobby and have like you know metal weights fall out of your vagina
2: um, <laughs> Just shatter the floor <laughs> <laughs> God. And so
0: so that's like a whole different situ- situation is yeah you can use them but uh, again make sure that you are engaging the correct set of muscles so
1: is a yoni egg also a tool because i know you have one i don't know if you've used it yet but is that what's also it.
0: used to strengthen your pelvic floor yes it is the same idea where you hold it in and engage your pelvic floor muscles to keep it in okay
2: I don't know why when I was thinking of weights, I was thinking of some sort of lifting with that. Now I like, it makes total sense that of course it would just be like keeping it in, yeah, it would be gonna, holding it up. It's not like right. somehow I am like curling them. these weights <laughs> like with a, a deadlift but with my yeah. vagina. Like, I don't know why
1: that's what <laughs> I've been picturing this whole time. I was going to ask exactly how those weights worked and kind of what they look like. Cause
0: I don't it's know. Just, well, I think a lot of different businesses have a different, designed to them mm-hmm. but more often than not they're they look like either eggs or they look like marbles oh okay um, yeah and you want to make sure that again uh with like the yar ER lab for instance everything is medical grade material mm-hmm. when you're putting something into your vagina you want to look at the material that is being used um and make sure that everything is a-okay um and that you're cleaning it properly after every single use yes and again can't cannot emphasize this enough that you are using the pelvic floor muscles you're not using like any other you're not using your abs to hold it in you're not using your butt you're not know, clenching your thighs together to keep it in Um, but you are using the muscles as they are intended to be used Mm -hmm. with those aids so just feeling it in the vagina right holding it keeping it in um, and and that's extremely difficult to do I, I know that I'm making jokes but keeping that in there while you're just standing there takes a lot of effort It's that it's hard and it does take focus Mm -hmm. that makes sense I think I've tried
1: well while we were talking I tried to do one kegel the way you said it as in like holding it and like it's not the same type of tired as you feel with other muscles but it feels so like how do I do that again Mm -hmm. that was that was a hard it feels like those muscles aren't there anymore after I release it I'm like I can't do that again Mm -hmm. there's so. I used them up. <laughs> I use, sounds like I might need the Yarlab. is what this sounds like.
2: <laughs> so is it ever too late or I guess too early
0: to start doing kegels? It might be too early. You kind of want to wait until you're about like 18 or 21. Okay. Um, just because if you try to use it as earlier than that, um, not really recommended, mm-hmm. but as to, can you be too old? No. Um, it's like any other muscle you want to really make sure that it's always maintained no matter what your age is. Mm-hmm. We actually have a few people who are like 90 years old using the R-Lap ER mm-hmm. because you're never too old to like better your health, to work out any muscle. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like your brain. You want to make sure that it's always toned and sharp and, mm-hmm. and always in use. Mm-hmm. Um, and so no, when it comes to age, there's no, there's no ceiling to that.
1: That's good. Because I feel like that's another myth that's like, oh, if you don't use it, you lose it and you'll never be able to get it back. So Mm -hmm. talking about being able to just strengthen it, like it's just working out. It's just working out a muscle. So that's Mm -hmm. relieving. I don't want to put it off, but it makes me feel like I can. (laughs) (laughs) It's nice to have all the options. I am a procrastinator at heart. So if I happen to put it off... But now we know that it can benefit us right now yeah. and make our orgasms. Yeah. And I feel like you may have already answered this question. I just like to have it at the very end because to wrap up sex. So when you feel like you've been doing your kegels well and you've kept a good routine, you can you expect to have just like better orgasms or more intense orgasms with that pelvic floor strengthening?
0: Yes. So you can have a better response to the orgasm once you tone these pelvic floor muscles because again – as you're doing a well, as you're doing these exercises you create this muscle memory and when you engage in the orgasm those muscles are the same ones that contract during orgasm so your body automatically goes yes we know what we're doing and we're going to do it better or faster stronger and you just have like this mind-blowing orgasm that you see about you know in Cardi B (laughs) and Cardi B songs, or you see them in, you know, you read about them in books or movies or something like that. And, um, I think for people who have lackluster orgasms, try, you know, try doing something with your pelvic floor muscles, regardless if it's, if it's toning them in a way of kegels or if it's toning them in the, in the form of relaxation, it isn't, it is an integral part of your sexual intimacy wellness. Oh my God. We learned so much. So if
2: listeners want to continue learning, if they're interested in the Yarlap, where can they find more information?
0: You can check out our website at Y A R L A P Yarlap.com or you can find us also on Instagram at Yarlap underscore OTC. And um, if you have any questions, just email us, call us, DM us, which one. Whichever one is easiest for people. Um, and we're happy to kind of help you out and get you started. Woohoo! Amazing. We all should get
1: started. Well, if yeah. it's if it's right for your body.
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and we're here. And we've made it to the other side, have we not? Have we not? So Yarlap. Mm-hmm. Let's get into it. So Mary Ellen described it. It's not
2: very big. It's kind of like a a cone-shaped tampon I guess it's yeah the but like, rounded. A, like a little bit of a bulb at a the bulbous. top, like mm-hmm. a binky
1: yes yes that's what I was it thinking like when a I put it binky. in right yeah. so Cass and I have been fortunate enough to try it Mary Ellen sent us um samples of the Yarlap and I've been excited to go over this with you because I've had mixed reviews really yes okay you start then you want me to start okay so, as you know, I had some trouble getting started. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the machine itself—I've never really used an Easton machine by myself, so I didn't know how to like turn it on. The directions are very thorough; they're incredibly thorough. But Emma, that was user has error. a simple <laughs> mind. Did have to FaceTime cast to make sure everything was working properly. Uh, no coochie shots, but <laughs> <laughs> she did have. She did see my face when I initially started feeling it, and it was. A, a very, very raw moment between mm-hmm. you and I. Yeah. <laughs> very intimate. <laughs> so you cover it in lube first. Mm-hmm. Did you do that as well, the lube that it comes with? Yes. You know? And then you put the binky in. Then you put the binky in. I cork myself right at mm-hmm. the end. Um, And so on the instructions, it said turning it up to about 40 is when yeah. you really start to feel, and I do not know what the unit measurements are. It's 40 mA. RPM. rpms <laughs> Horsepower. So... But for me, I didn't really feel anything until about 50. Okay. And so initially it felt a little pinchy to me on the Mm -hmm. inside. Um, But then, and I felt like it was the way that my pelvis was preditioned, (laughs) positioned. So I actually had to like lift myself up a little bit and like prop my hips up. And then it it felt a lot more comfortable. What position were you in? I was laying down with like my head just slightly up. You're not supposed to. Well, not like, not like (laughs) completely laying down. Sorry. I was like, I was like this. Okay. Like sitting up but leaned back a little bit farther. Uh, okay. So whatever this angle creates. Okay. <laughs> um, but even that just felt a little bit too pinchy for me. So I propped my hips up a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, I did it for the 20 minutes. It was so interesting to feel my uterus contracting like that because mm-hmm. it really did feel like a muscle. I think she described it in the episode. Like some people experience the feeling a little bit different. Um, and it did feel like it just a muscle was moving on its own. Mm-hmm. And it was... It was fun, but bizarre. And then, oh, actually, I felt a little weird because towards the end, because you have it in there for about 20 minutes. That's how long the session is. And it was actually getting a little bit, like, pleasurable. (laughs) Yes. So I was like, am I turned on by this? No. Yes? Yes. (laughs) And so I was kind of into it by the end. It was, like, feeling pretty good. Um, So after the 20 minutes, I took it out. The next day, I did have what felt like period cramp hangover, you know, like I had soreness in my uterus a little bit. Like I maybe just did abs the day before. I think you might've had it up way too high. When I was doing it in the moment, it didn't feel too high. It felt, Mm -hmm. it felt comfortable. It was fine. Um, But the next day I did feel a little bit like sore. So I was like, huh, Hmm. that's interesting. I um, did it again the following day and I put it in farther And then it felt a lot more comfortable and I had it turned up the same amount and it was a lot less inside of me. Um, And so that was a lot more comfortable and it didn't feel, I didn't have any like soreness symptoms or like achiness Mm -hmm. the next day. And it was really, it was still very enjoyable and I didn't feel it nearly as much as the day before.
2: Okay. So it sounds like just make sure you read the instructions very thoroughly. Make sure it's like in as deep as it needs to go. All of those kinds of
1: things. I think it was just not as in as deep as it needed to be Mm -hmm. initially, but overall I have like 10 out of 10 reviews from it. I think it was so fun and I'm really excited to keep working on my pelvic floor. (laughs) Yeah. I would also give it a 10 out of 10
2: review. Every time that I used it was like really seamless, really easy. Um, It also like in the episode, Mary Ellen talked about like when you're having an orgasm and like feeling that muscle tense up and I could feel the similarities between Mm -hmm. having an orgasm and using the Yarlap. And so that was really cool and it was not uncomfortable at all. I didn't feel any like pinching or anything Mm -hmm. like that. Um, I could tell there was something in me Mm -hmm. doing something, flexing a muscle, but it was overall a really pleasurable experience Mm -hmm. i didn't like orgasm from it no but i could definitely (laughs) see the similarities between that and an orgasm and like i think it also helped me get a better better understanding of like where my pelvic floor is Mm -hmm. what it actually Mm -hmm. feels like and i talked about in the episode how i really didn't like the feeling of kegels like at all yeah yeah it was it's just really uncomfortable for my body for some reason and with this It feels really different, which one makes me think I was doing it totally wrong because Mm -hmm. I was. And two, it's different having something do it to me versus me like having to like do the whole thing. And I think it's like the mental aspect of it, Mm -hmm. too. So I yeah, I give it a 10 out of 10. I'm super excited to keep using it. I've been using it for a couple weeks. So
1: yeah, it does feel so different. I was like moving my hand around Um, my stomach and kind of my vulva area to like see if I could on the outside feel it because on the inside it literally feels sucking up and then completely releasing Mm -hmm. so I was like can I feel it anywhere it's like am I like being absorbed into my body (laughs) Um, and I couldn't really but it was it was fun it was like Mm -hmm. five seconds on I did it on the first setting um, I don't know what setting you use, but it was five seconds on and then it felt like five or six seconds off.
2: Yeah. So in the instruction manual, it talks about different programs mm-hmm. um, and like different issues and which program to do for those issues. I was doing programs five and six. OK, so if you would like to try Yarlap, lap, Mary Ellen was kind enough to give us a coupon code for all of you to use. So you can use code D E W M E
1: for $35 off. Mm hmm. So you're freaking welcome. Get working, freaking welcome. Get working on that pelvic floor, biatch. Anyway, thank you so much to Mary <laughs> Ellen for being on the episode today. And thank you to our listeners for sticking around.
2: And if you have a couple of minutes, head on over to Apple Podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe to Honey Do Me. It means so much to us. And if this episode was helpful to you, please send it to somebody else that you also think it would be helpful for. Your mom, your mom, your sister, your friend, mm-hmm. anybody with a pelvic floor, which is anybody. Yes. That's anybody, anybody, regardless of gender.
1: Anybody and everybody. Yeah. Regardless of sex. Mm-hmm. So. And what emoji shall they leave if they leave us a review? Is there a binky? <laughs> is there a binky? <laughs> is it, there's a bottle.
2: <laughs> no, there's That's not. That's creepy. Go ahead and leave a star. Because yeah. you're a star and so is your pelvic floor so for doing you- all it does for you. <laughs>
1: Amen. We'll see you guys next week. See you next week. Bye.
2: We are actuaries. In a world filled with unpredictability, we use our math skills to navigate uncertainty. Actuaries make a difference in people's lives across industries and the world. Actuaries have the freedom to work anywhere. And according to U.S. News and World Report, we're the 25th top paying career. Make an impact as a fact seeker and a truth teller.
1: Use your math skills for good as an actuary. The world needs you.